0: Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. You know what time it is everybody, this is episode 45 of IG2G. This is Eric Batten, the one and only with you today and as always we got Mr. Matt here to keep you company and rock and roll through all sorts of wonderful video game news. If you like all sorts of weird random stuff related to video games and maybe some division, This might be the episode for you, so stay tuned. Number three.
1: So for releases this week, we got a smaller bag because Eric's got a sad dad special. He's been working. He's been dealing with kids. He didn't have time to do his stuff, but Matt here, I got you. I got you with the releases. So first up, we're talking about Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Developed by Namco Tales Studio, published by Namco Bandai, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, which I didn't even know. That's awesome. That's amazing. I would totally get it for Switch if I had a Switch. But this is Tales of Vesperia. It's the definitive edition. It's got all the bonus content from the Japanese-only PS3 edition, including two new characters, more story bits. That one had fully voice acted. All all the cutscenes were voice acted instead of just some from the original game on 360. This one now has updated graphics. It's got full dual audio voice acting, so you got English, you got Japanese. What more do you want? You got two new characters, you got all that good stuff. Vesperia itself is one of my all-time favorite RPGs. I you know, I like the Tales series, but I can't get into a lot of them. This was the one that I could sink my teeth into Have fun with all the characters. Like all the characters are unique, and you know maybe they lean on a little bit of tropes, but they're all lovable in their own way. Like this was the one of those games where I loved every single character because even if they didn't like grow exponentially all the way through the story, they were at least like, "Here's my buddy. Here's my buddy. We're going through. We're doing this thing," or you know this is the really cool character this is a really awesome character this one is a dog who has a sword in its mouth that attacks people repeat is freaking awesome what more do you want he's got a pipe i mean a dog that smokes a pipe and attacks people jesus christ
0: is he related to red 13
1: better just better oh better 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 than
0: red 13 Ooh, man that's a tall that's a tall order right there
1: But I mean it's it's more of the tail stuff. It's got that action RPG based combat. You go into the battle scene, you're basically in a big ring, you can you can attack enemies, you can use cool abilities, and then eventually in the game you can unleash I think it's I think they're called Mystic Arts, which are like big giant ultimate attacks with you know, the old the old like Final Fantasy VIII. like here's the cutscene of the big attack going off and the cool, you know all the graphics and voice lines and all that cool stuff. I don't know. I love Tales of Vesperia. You should, too. And if you like RPGs, and especially if you like the Tales series, you need to get this. Tales of Vesperia, Definitive Edition. Grab it up. It's out for all the systems. Just get it. It's awesome. You're going to love it.
0: I just want to add in that we've talked about Tales many times on this show and other shows, but this is one of the ones I have not played. And, of course... That's the way it always goes, right? One of the best ones that everybody says yep. is probably the best in the series is the one I hadn't played. Mm. And I'm so angry because I want it, but there are so many good games coming out this year that I'm like, <clears throat> I can't put it on the list. I can't mm. I can't figure out a way to get this game on the list, even though, like you said, it's for the Switch, and God bless, that'd be so much fun mm. just sitting at work playing some Tales of Vesperia. Oh, yay, yay.
1: I mean, especially because even when you, even if you do grind in the game, which you don't really have to, the battles, the the part that stood out for me so much when I played it originally, the battle system is just fun. Like it's not pure action, you know. You got cooldowns and you got MP and all that stuff you got to manage, but it just it feels good to knock those enemies up in the air and then time it so when you do your horizontal slash, it's right when they're coming down. I I don't know. It just it ticks all those boxes. So even. The part that people don't like about RPGs, it's good in this game.
0: And then on top of it, from what I hear, the main character is actually awesome. Where typically it's yeah. the tropey, you know, toward, "Oh, I'm just a unbeknownst hero. And oh, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. This time around, you actually really like the main character and the the different arcs that he goes through, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So I'm like, yeah, oh, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, plus I mean, he's like an adult. He was a former soldier captain. He's been through some stuff. And he's like, Oh man, I don't know if I want to go through this kind of stuff again. It's not like like you said, wide eyed, we're going on an adventure. Oh no, there's bad stuff happening. I hope I do. He great. knows all the bad stuff. <laughs> he's been through it. He's an actual badass, and you get to watch him be even more badass as you go through the quest. It's great. Fantastic. It's great.
0: I don't know. Maybe I can donate blood and get this one. Uh man. Somehow. <laughs> Number two.
1: Then next up, I was thinking back a while ago to our New Year's resolutions episode and I made new resolutions. I was gonna clear out my three DS backlog and I remember I remember some guy went, Well, it's basically a dead system. Not today, it's not sucker, because Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, plus Bowser Junior's Journey is out for the three D S. This came out on the eleventh of January, developed by Alpha Dream and Arzest. I was totally expecting it just to be Nintendo, but published by Nintendo this This is a remaster of Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story from the DS, which, if you play that, it's all about... I mean, they're all goofy stories in the Mario and Luigi RPGs. Like, Bowser accidentally eats one of these weird mushrooms that have been showing up in the Mushroom Kingdom, and it makes him inhale everything he sees right in front of him. He basically inhales the Mario brothers, and they become little... Little people running around inside his body. So the gimmick of it is you play as the bros and you play as Bowser as well. And everything that the bros do inside him affects full Bowser. And the things that full Bowser does also affect the bros. So the bros can go in and, like, hammer on his muscles or, like, shock him with, like, electricity things. And he'll get, like, super buff and be able to punch out enemies. But if Bowser drinks, like, a bu- like the example from the review I saw, it was like, hey, he drinks a bunch of water. It'll flood the whole bottom screen where the bros are. So, you know, whatever he's doing affects them. Whatever they're doing affects him. Again, in that review, they were like, it's basically playing a co-op game with yourself. So it's strategies figuring out what has to happen to one person and what the other person or people have to do to make that make that a reality. That's that's one that sounded really cool just because of those interesting mechanics. Or you know maybe Bowser's beating up a boss and he he swallows them. Now the bro's got to finish it off inside his belly. You know all, all kinds of cool stuff like that. And then also for the 3ds, you know remake. Re reissue. They've added in Bowser Junior's Journey, which is a little kind of like a real time strategy game where you follow along as Bowser Junior when Bowser Proper is off doing something. He's like, oh, I'm going to take over the Koopa forces, and I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to be the number one Koopa kid or Koopaling or whatever they are. So he's fighting off against like Iggy and
0: whoever all those random weird Koopaling kids are. Sally
1: and Ralphie and Petey and Joe and whatever. I remember
0: their face. That's all it that matters
1: say, I remember the one with the blue hair and the big bug eyes and the, the rough and tough And the girl with one. the
0: rings. She always shot the stupid rings, you know.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: And the one that ro- <laughs> drove on the ball, remember? He always got on the ball and yeah, yeah, flying yeah. around. Yeah, Man, mm. good game. Marlboro Street. So it's
1: basically Bowser Jr. trying to take over the lead of the, of the troop from the Koopalings. And the battle system's kind of weird because it's like, Real-time strategy, but it's also like a sumo match. And from watching some gameplay, it's like you pick your units. You know, the other side picks their units. And they kind of like bump together like this as they fight, you know, losing HP or losing morale or whatever. And then the commanders can use different skills. Like I think Bowser Jr. starts with a... He can deny somebody's ability or somebody's attack. And, you know, the other commanders can do other abilities too. And But as your forces bump together, they you start knocking the commander back and it's... There's like a line right in the middle of the, the battlefield. So I think if you get knocked back too far, it's game over for you. If you knock them back too far, kind like, like of like... you a tug-of-war. Yeah, right. tug-of-war or or sumo wrestling. Push them out of the yeah, ring. get them
0: out of the ring. And, and, you win. Or get the other team over the line, and you win. That kind of, yeah, I get you. Mm-hmm.
1: So the gameplay itself, I've heard, is not that great. I mean, it doesn't sound that great when I'm saying it right now. But the hook of it is, if you're a Mario Lord nerd and you want to know more about Bowser Jr. and like his relationship with his dad and the the rest of the Koopa troop, apparently this goes really in depth into it, and it's a kind of a touching, heartwarming story about him having to figure out how to prove himself as you know, like a like a kid or a teenager would have to do eventually you know kind of growing up and realizing who he is and 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 what he's all about. So if you're into Mario lore, this is kind of a kind of a pretty cool thing you're going to want to check out. And of course, the original Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story, those Mario and Luigi RPGs are always funny and silly and Just a lot of fun, like the stories themselves are fun, and then the gameplay is fun too. So if you still got your 3DS out and you want to have some more Mario and Luigi time and maybe learn a little bit more about Bowser Jr., you're going to want to be picking this package up.
0: I'm just telling you right now, you got to feel bad for Bowser Jr. because here this little guy is, he wants to be like his daddy, and he can't be because his daddy ain't going anywhere because it's a video game. video games, nobody dies. So Bowser's here forever, but Bowser Junior. forever has to show that he's as good as his dad by beating these poor Koopalings, <laughs> his own people. Well,
1: see, that's that's who you got to feel bad for is the Koopa kids, the Koopalings, because they were oh look, it's Bowser's kids, and then they went no no, they're just a bunch of <laughs> faces. Who cares? This is Bowser's kid. Well, what, wh- well, what about no, them? They've underlings. been around for forever. They're just they're just freaks, freaks and geeks.
0: Oh, but. A little bit better than regular turtles. A little bit better than. I, regular like, better than Rare. I like his
1: blue hair. <laughs> the one dude's on a ball. The one dude looks like look like a like a British tough yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Come on, those guys are Rare. so cool.
0: <laughs> uh, I, yeah, you, you do gotta feel. I feel bad for everybody involved, except for Bowser. You know, he's yeah, he's a psychopath. He can't stop. He can't stop you
1: know you can't be well see he can't be stopped either no though. he can't like if you were the juggernaut but well, you were also in a rage all the time you'd be fine I'm The
0: Juggernaut. I mean, the
1: juggernaut <laughs> <laughs> you better put your helmet on if charles I, me get inside your out head my
0: head child get out of my head <laughs> get out my head mario
1: <laughs> <laughs> he'd literally be in yeah, his head that's exactly. right see it, get out it my works head, mario. oh man that's good stuff
0: yeah, I'll give you that. That's a good game. Go check it out. I do enjoy a good old Mario RPG spin-off now and then. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Number 1.
1: And last but not least, it's a game I was iffy about, but now I'm like hundred percent sold, and I can't wait to go get it. Except I got to go on vacation, so I can't even play it. It's Ace Combat Seven: Skies Unknown for PC, PS4, Xbox One. This came out on the 18th. Developed and published by Namco Bandai, they're knocking it out of the park this week. They got two releases that are really good. This this is Ace Combat. This is finally Ace Combat again. Anybody who played through, I think maybe probably one, two, three, but I know definitely four and five. Ace Combat is it's sure it's flying around and it's blowing stuff up, but it's also kind of a cheesy and hammy and dramatic story. On top of that. You get cutscenes and like, oh man, the two countries are at war and how's it affecting the people and this and that and your your ragtag crew of fighter people. And that went away in like in the last two ace combat games. But it's back now. So if you loved ace combat You're going to love this one again because it's back to its roots. And it's really interesting because I read two reviews about this. And one was GameStop, which you could tell was from an Ace Combat fan because he went, Fuck yeah, it's Ace Combat. There's a cheesy story and you're learning all about the stuff. And oh man, you got wingmen and you got chatter going on all the time and it's great. And then there was a review from IGN. Which you could tell this guy had no idea what Ace Combat was because he went, I don't know. There's like a story, but I don't. It's it's stupid. I don't like it. There's always people talking on the headsets. Jesus Christ! Why you got to be talking to me? And I, that's what Ace Combat is. It's dramatic and over the top story. It's just ah, oh, it's so. And and then and then you're also flying and shooting. But another cool thing about this. New for Ace Combat, there's all kinds of weather effects now. There's missions where you're in a sandstorm. There's missions where you're in like an actual lightning storm. And then they've said that clouds are now like an actual part of the game. Like if if your opponent flies into a clouds, you'll lose missile lock. But you actually have to think about going into the clouds because a you'll lose line of sight. Your enemies will lose sight of you. But then you also have to worry about icing on your plane because I mean it's cold up there clouds are moisture so it's stuff you actually have to think about and and work with it's, as opposed to i mean my last ace combat was ace combat 5 where it was bright wide open sky or it was kind of overcast sky but you couldn't really play with the clouds a lot you like you go up into them and kind of break over them but there wasn't a lot to do in or up or around them now they're actually a thing and, that's why you go, and the other that's why thing you got
0: to go predator style matt put on that thermal goggles bam and all of a sudden you're seeing the heat coming off that jet engine and then you just boom lock in predator style launch them missiles take them out he thought she was going to get in the clouds and be safe no you're not safe on the predator
1: <laughs> and see you said goggles so i'm going to use that as the segue speaking of putting on goggles if you got the ps4 version you can put on your psvr goggles and you can play this game in VR. Now, it's not, it's not the full campaign. It's not the full game. But they got some like Ace Combat 4-inspired missions. I think there's only three or four. But from what I've heard, it's absolutely fantastic. Because you can actually look around your cockpit, obviously. But if you look around and find an enemy, you can use your sight, your head movement, to actually lock onto them and fire missiles at them and stuff. And from what I've heard, again, from a couple of these reviews, it's really intense and really puts you in the feeling of, you know, flying around being a jet pilot. Although if you are like a sissy Nancy boy, apparently it's really intense. And even though you're sitting there in your chair or like on your couch or whatever, as you're flying around, it makes you so queasy because you're moving and flipping and doing all all the crazy fighter pilot stuff. So if you're into that, like I would totally be into that, but I don't have $600 for PSVR. Like if you've got it, you you probably need to have this game because everything I've seen about that mode is fantastic. It looks great. I mean, the whole game looks great. Everything's photorealistic. Like I've seen the videos of it, I literally can't believe. Like how can a game look this good? It looks like freaking jets flying around. And that sounds stupid when I say it, but when you look at it, it's outstanding. It's beautiful.
0: Oh, it's the only, it's the only way most of you sucker faces are ever going to be flying a jet. I'll tell you that. That's damn true. Uh, that sounds amazing. Like, I, I don't really, I'm not a big flight sim guy, but guaranteed if I had a chance and had the means, oh, I'd get that because I'd love to fly around.
1: Well, see, now you got another good segue because it's not really a flight sim. People always say that. It's, it's arcade-y, dogfight-in-action. It's got some realistic stuff to it because it's all real planes and real equipment and stuff. But if you're, if you're worried about it, it's not like, oh, man, you got to pitch your rudder exactly this way or you're mm-hmm. going to stall out. Although from what I've heard, the The controls are a little more complex this time, and they don't do a great job of teaching you those. But, dude, I I played Ace Combat 5 for like 800 hours. I'm sure I can be fine. I'm sure you guys will all be fine out there too, which is good because I can hop on my PlayStation Network and I can have dogfights with all you people out there. There's multiplayer dogfights now. And what's really cool about this, how can I describe it? It's like value-based loadouts. So if a plane is worth... A million space bucks and then these certain missiles or rockets or machine guns are worth 20 space bucks, 40 space bucks, you have to, you can set a limit on how much equipment people can go into these matches with. So nobody can get over 20 million space bucks worth of equipment. So you got to plan out your, you know, your actual loadout and you, you know, maybe you'll get the best plane, but you got shitty missiles or you got the crappy plane, but you got all the good stuff. So I think that's interesting and could, Led to a lot of really cool matchups. The other cool thing about the dogfight mode is the scoring system. If you're doing great, it puts like a high score bounty on you. If you're doing really bad, it lowers yours way down. So it's not just going to be oh, you know, it's it's first to forty kills. I'm just going to kill the scrub guy in this little biplane. It's first to however many points. Well, Steve's getting up there. His bounty is two hundred points. If I take him out, even though he's the best, I'm halfway Aww. there. So I think that puts another interesting spin on you know, the multiplayer genre where it's, it's usually gang up on the crappy people and then you'll just win versus this, you know, there's some risk and reward to it. So, I don't know, lots of cool stuff in Ace Combat. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I'm, th- this As I was researching for this, it actually made me sad that I'm going on vacation because I want to play it right now, but I can't. I mean, I, I could, but They're
0: I can't. Not really, I can't.
1: really. No. Not really, really.
0: Get a taste and he'd be gone and he'd be like, oh man.
1: Mm. I'd be flying in a normal plane just going, this sucks. But yeah, Ace Combat 7 fly Woo-hoo. the friendly skies, suckers. Do it. Get up in there.
0: Shoot down some bad guys. That's what I'm talking about. Imposter's Topic of the Day. So, for the topic tonight, it's one that's near and dear to my heart. Sort of near and dear to your heart. There's some good memories behind the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh don't true. give
0: me that. Don't be shaking your head, Matt. This game I'm so jazzed for and I, s- I said there were
1: good <laughs> memories. Yeah. Well, I you, I didn't I didn't no. say woo poo. You
0: guys didn't see this, but when I said there's memories near dear to his heart, he kinda went well well Like (laughs) maybe.
1: Well, see, see, I was, I was already shaking my head about like, oh, this dumb topic. I can't wait to say something really bad and like Eric will go, come on, man, it exactly, like that. Exactly. Here we go. But then you were also like, hey, there's good memories now. There Uh, are grudging, grudging acknowledgement. That's right.
0: We're talking about division. It's a game that our little crew played extensively back when it first hit and launched long, long ago in a land far away.
1: Mm. And it's
0: a game that also destroyed the group long, long ago in a land far away, because Eric's crazy, and he loves, loves, loves to shake it up a little bit here and there, <laughs> and people can't abide by the rules of the game. I going to say, it's not your
1: fault. It's someone else's fault.
0: Uh, so, anywho, in Division, and tonight, more specifically, we're talking about Division 2. We're talking about the Dark Zone in Division 2, but to do that, I want to go back Division One had a big dark zone, one huge dark zone in the center of the map. When you went in there, you became flagged. You were able to be, you know, shot at by friendly players, da 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 etc., etc. Et but if you did that, you became a rogue agent, and at that point, everybody could come get you, come shoot you. You were free, you know, free will. You had a little red skull, and everybody could see it. Mm-hmm. Then if you killed a whole bunch of people, you got the manhunt thing going on, and then all of a sudden you were a valuable target. you get rewards if you killed the individual who was, uh, you know, the manhunt status. A lot of iterations, a lot of different things happened. I'm not going to go into it. All I'm going to say is I had a good time with it, but it was a huge area, and there were nights where you would see tons of people, it seemed, but there were also nights where you would seen maybe one, two, maybe nobody sometimes.
1: Those were my favorite and, nights. I could just go hunt the NPCs. And,
0: and see, that's just it. There was part of me that was always happy because they added in those NPCs that had all the cool loot and rewards, and we could just go farm mm-hmm. those guys for the high-end loot, no issues, get it you know, extracted, and away we went.
1: Which, for anybody who didn't play the original, that was basically the point. You'd go in, you'd kill the NPCs, who would drop loot, and then you could attack other players to get their loot that they picked up from the NPCs. But you had to flag a helicopter to come down, hook your stuff onto a rope to get it extracted. You had to defend your rope the whole time that was going on. So there you go. There's, there's Dark Zone in a nutshell mm-hmm. right there.
0: And the reason you knew if another player had loot, there would be a little yellow hazmat package that would appear on their bot. Mm-hmm. Their butt. Their bot. Their bottom. I, this has
1: appeared this on appeared me. This has appeared on my bot. This has appeared on my bot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So then you could say, "Oh, he's got something. Might be good. Might be bad. Who the hell knows?" But they've got something, so mm-hmm. we, you can make that decision at that point. It was a lot of fun. It was also stressful. You could create games where you know, like we did. If you came in contact with an enemy player or mm-hmm. player in general, if you got too close, you had to stop and do jumping jacks, regardless of what you had. Good times. Mm-hmm. You can make all sorts of rules, have a fun time. But like I said, it was a huge area, and it had its issues. There was a lot of issues going on. Division two is looking to stop and solve all those problems. There is no longer one large dark zone. They split it into three smaller dark zones now, all right, and they've got focus in each of them. One of them's going to very be a very short range area where it's all about quick fire, I think Call of Duty, Quick action, get in there, shoot the other guy. Uh, a lot of space for close uh, combat, for you know, shooting with the machine guns, light machine guns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Not light machine guns, the um, mm-hmm. SMGs. There you go. That's what I'm, the word I'm looking for. That kind of fighting. Yeah. There's another one that's going to be built for your mid-range playing, assault rifles. There's going to be a, uh, a choke point into two separate zones, so that way you got you know, mm-hmm. get in and go hunting on that side, and then people might farm and try to hang out and snipe you from there. And then the last mm-hmm. one, they're going to have a huge open area where it's all about sight lines, sniping, sneaking around, you know.
1: I'm not going That's the
0: one I'm scared of, but I, I feel like that one's going to be the most fun because, I, th- you know, I love the open environments myself. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. never probably go into the Call of Duty-style one because uh, I'll just die.
1: <laughs> but pop a shotgun, man. That's true. I do love pop a shotgun.
0: Pop a shotgun. I'll give you that. Maybe.
1: And I will say for that open sightline one, as long as there are good mechanics to let you sneak around, because that was my favorite thing about the dark zone. I didn't like the PVP. I liked the isolation of it. Like, you you didn't know if you're going to turn that corner or, you know, you'd hug the wall and look around I'm like, okay, there's bad guys over there. You look over here, there's a guy over there. So I, lo- I love like the sneaking between packs of people to try and get to an an unoccupied area to put stuff mm-hmm. up. So if there's, if there's good ways to sneak around these open mm-hmm. sightline areas, that'd be super fun too. I could roll up, pop a shotgun on this, on this sniper who thinks he's got a cool setup, but because I got the... Because I got Metal Gear Mat mm-hmm. going on.
0: Well, that's just it. There's still going to be the whole extraction thing going on. All right, so you still got to mm-hmm. go on to your friends. You're still going to extract things. There's still going to be NPCs and encounters in these zones mm-hmm. that you can partake in. So we can be in any of those three areas, which, by the way, that's the Capitol Ruins, which I'll just read verbatim right here: is The players will compete for control of this forest environment. There's the stadium. Players will fight in an urban streets and parking lots outside of a baseball stadium. And then lastly, Georgetown, nice. which players will battle for control over rooftop perches in this residential area covered in yellow powder contaminants. Nice. So, these are the three new environments. You will still extract. You will still have NPCs and encounters in all three of them. The only difference is they're set up for different types of fighting and different ways of going about the objective. Mm-hmm. The really cool part about this is if you don't know, in Division they went through a lot of iterations of the Dark Zone to where like, when it first started, you went in the Dark Zone, you could just shoot people. You could shoot friends. Mm-hmm. You could shoot enemies. You could shoot anybody. It didn't matter. There were almost no rules. Your gear mattered. If someone came into the dark zone wearing baller gear and you were in dumpy gear, guess what? You were getting wrecked. It's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. They changed it a whole bunch and made it so you can no longer you know shoot friends. They made it so as long as you're in the uh, end game bracket, it normalized gear. So everybody basically was on the same playing field. It was more about skill. And sure, your weapons you had did matter because obviously if you had a perk mm-hmm. on a, an exotic or something that boosted you up, there you go. But yeah. stat-wise, you were all on the same playing field. All right, so they still have all that. However, they added this really cool new mode that they're going to randomly put on, I don't know if it's a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, how they're going to operate it. But in one of the three zones, the area is going to be a free-for-all zone so you'll go in there and and of course dark zone fashion high high risk high reward you're going to go in there and your gear will matter you will be nobody safe friend foe anything anything goes Mm. there's no rules and while this mode is active this this area will have you know the big rewards better rewards more rewards all sorts of events taking place for you to entice you to get in there and do it this is going to be mm-hmm. where your high-end elite players are going to want to go because this is where they're going to rule a roost and get the most reward out of it. But it's also where the middle-range player, hey, we might be able to sneak in and get a hold of a couple pieces Pop and get out. Off. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But when that's not happening, the other two that aren't on that cycle will be, of course, with the new Division Two rules. You know, mm-hmm. no no friendly fire. You got to opt out if you want to shoot your friends. You know, jump out of the group, all that good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, are they still going to have it be instanced to relative gear score? Because I know, I remember that's how it was originally, where it was this is the range you're in, and it was it was a fair range I thought up until you got to end game where it was just hey. They've got nilly. the
0: two different zones. They've got the leveling zone. So anybody that's not at okay. end game yet who hasn't capped is going to get dumped into this, Mm. and then at endgame, you're going to get dumped into a second one. But then beyond that, there's going to be a PvP level type thing going on. So once you've been doing the Dark Zone for a while, your KD ratio, your skill base, that will also play a factor into it, and they'll start prioritizing Mm. you with others similar to that. And then, of course, feed, feed down the ladder. So, yes, to answer your question, there will be a system in place, so if we're still leveling, we're not going to get in with a bunch of max-level characters and all the best stuff. Cool. And then once we are in-game, it'll try to keep us at where we are, which will probably be sucky to uh, sort of bearable. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awful to bad. exactly.
0: But beyond those things... They've got the three rogue. And this is, and they didn't have this one in Division One. They've only had the two. They had you were know, rogue or manhunt, basically. And this yeah. one, they've got this thing called disavowed now. So what happens is, is if you just go around stealing people's extraction lines but not killing them or looting the the chests mm-hmm. and things like watching them kill an NPC and then going running up and like looting the box and taking off that kind of that kind mm-hmm. of mentality going on, but you don't actually shoot an agent, you still are going to turn rogue. But it's going to be, like, disavowed, and you're going to have, like, a gray skull above your head instead of a red skull. The minute mm-hmm. you kill a player, though, you go red skull, and then obviously if you're killing multiple yeah. players, you're going to get the manhunt, yellow, big come-get-me skull going mm-hmm. on. So I really like the addition to that. Even the little sneaky pants, little little weasels yeah. are going to get to the point uh-huh. where you can go hunt them down and shoot them with uh, no repercussions. I want to be
1: a sneaky pants little weasel. It's like, oh, man, he's... he, he He's disavowed, but he's not really, like, that bad, right? He just, oh, he got it again! Oh, damn it! Oh, oh, oh. And then just run, run, run to the exit.
0: <laughs> and just in case anybody's not understanding what I'm talking about, when you're in the dark zone, you, as a player, if you shoot another player, you become a rogue agent, all right? And now everybody mm-hmm. can shoot you. And here's the thing is they get no well, punishment, the difference.
1: Well, well, to be fair, too, you had to shoot him for... At least yeah, a few, a few times. times. It wasn't just like a single pop, and you know, because people run into your sight lines mm-hmm. all the time. But you had to like try to actively gun them down to flag up as rogue.
0: Yeah. So it just basically the difference is, is if you're a player and you just see another player and you shoot him, that puts you as rogue. But if you're another player that's not rogue and you see a rogue agent and kill him, there's nothing that happens yes. to you. You don't. You do not go rogue by killing a rogue agent. Therefore, you can keep carrying on your happy way without people hunting you down and saying you're a rogue agent. Yeah, we're gonna murder you because typically in the dark zone, you get your good guys, your bad guys. You know, you're like, we're gonna hunt yeah. rogue agents all day, those sons of guns, and that's what they do. And you don't want to be that guy if you suck because they typically are pretty decent at what they do, and it's mm-hmm. not a fun time for you. So that is going on, and then not only did they do all that, Matt. But last but not least, they added in the two different modes, which is the skirmishes and the uh, domination. All right, skirmish is going to be your four-player teams going to a tight tight little space, tight time. You get a certain amount of lives between the group, and you go at the other team until, obviously, one side wins. Yes. So very simple, easy-to-follow rules, be better than the other team, don't bring Billy, who gets killed every five seconds, because he's going to suck all it your. Won't be better no, than we the will other not team. Be. But I like <laughs> the concept of it. Nice, tight little map. A very short time limit. So if, like, hey, you know, if we got mm. thirty minutes, we can for sure go in, do a couple of those, and be out of the way. I like it. Yeah. The second one is basically a capture the flag domination. It's going to be where they dump in supply drops, willy nilly. Here you go, and then the two teams you mm. race to go capture the points or capture the ordnance, And then on top of that, you can either just hang out, and it slowly fills up, and then you control the area. Or for high risk, mm-hmm. high reward sort of thing going on, you can engage in the, uh, the, or- the supply drop, which will speed up the process of controlling it, oh, yeah, but yeah. you are useless. You can't fight. You can't mm-hmm. do anything. So if they roll up on you, you better hope your buddy's got your back, or you're a dead man, and it was all for nothing, and you wasted your time.
1: Put your turret yeah, out. Yeah, there you go. Have your little turrets. Whatever there way with you, you think
0: you need to do it to survive, that's what you want. And of course these maps are going to be the larger maps, takes more time to get around to them, so therefore you gotta kind of mm-hmm. strategize on who wants to be the capturers, who wants to go, you know, screw around people, or if you just want to all capture and it's up to you. It's up to your team. Mm-hmm. Really cool mode. Capture the flag, you can never go wrong with.
1: Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I love plus I will love it being a bigger map too because like I talked about earlier sneak around Jones that's me I'll, I'll, I'll be your I'll be your scout I'll be like sneak 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 alright I'm over here at point Charlie it's just me but all, two of them are going here two of them are going alpha two of them are going bravo I, I love that kind of stuff I, I mean I love capture the flag anyway so with a big open big open map to sprawl around and sneak around in I love that kind of stuff
0: mm-hmm. I do too I, I can't wait and, and and last to close it out is Division One was awesome. I loved it. But the entire environment was basically mm. New York City cold winter. The coolest part about the dark zone now is not only is it three different, very different environments that is size wise, but it's three different biomes. Mm. One's an old yeah. school architectural area, one's like this you know, crazy just junked up rooftop stuff going on or whatever, and then you got your jungle environment. I'm like, mm. this sounds awesome. This this is what I was hoping was gonna be in division one. Button for it.
1: The jungles of Washington, D.C. Well,
0: <laughs> they explain it though. <laughs> they explain it. It's because uh, they go in the national parks where they've created like little biomes, but they've kind of been busted up. So mm-hmm. it's the artificial biomes they've made have kind of like overran the area and now it's like jungly. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Matt. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it works. Oh, it works, man. dang it. Let's. Obviously, it's more hey, of a forest hey, environment. It, you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> anything to get more variety yeah. in there, because, like you said, I mean, I, I love Division One, but after a while, yeah, look, it's a, it's the city again. It's snowing still. Yep, yeah.
0: it's always okay. going to be snowing. Whereas more time takes mm-hmm. place in the summer, spring, where you can use your imagination. It was hard in Division mm-hmm. One. Whereas it's Christmas. It's always yeah. Christmas. <laughs> well.
1: Now, have they said anything about uh, weather or weather effects for this game? Because I, I haven't researched into it too much. Like, is it going to rain? It's oh, yes.
0: There are weather effects. There will be know. rain. I'll There's going to be fog, stuff just like through. in Division One. There'll be snow. No, not snow, stupid. It's summertime. You, what I'm trying to say is the weather will be there. There'll be rain. There'll be fog. There'll be, you know, okay, cool. overcast days. There'll be sunny days. There'll be wind. Like, nice. I, I think I explained briefly, There's the wind actually plays a part. You'll see, the, like I said, the trash rolling around and, you know, Crabbing on your body, you know what I'm saying? That's what we love, man. Can't wait to
1: <laughs> explore the jungles and see trash roll around. This,
0: this is my was, kind of game, Eric. I'm just trying to... Sold! Th- sold for a dollar. <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about this game some more, but they're just into the phase now where they're starting to release all the big info. You, If you pre-order right now, there's a beta coming up. It's February 7th through the 10th, and then the release date's March 15th, so it's one of those happy birthday to me sort of deals. My birthday comes and I get to play. It's going to be exciting. So whenever there's something big, I intend to probably talk about it on this here show. So if you want to know more, you want to stay tuned to Division 2 and what's going on, hey, I can't wait to talk more about it because I love this game.
1: Imposters Wrap Up. Would you like to know more? Let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme.com. Or find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
0: You can indeed find us there. You can also find us over at Patreon, where we have a wonderful little tip jar for you to possibly put in $1, $5, $1,000, or the coveted $1,000,000. We'll open up a Food Lion and sell babies in jars. Yes, Food Lion. You can't you can you can hide us, you can delete us, you can block us on all the social medias. <laughs> but if we buy a store and we wanna put babies and jars in it, that is our prerogative. Okay?
1: Can't stop you us. You can't stop
0: us. You can't. So if you wanna see that, please consider heading over there, throwing us a buck. So many people have done it. We appreciate all of you who have and hope yep. that many more do so in the future. That way I can get my fake arms and fake legs and robotic heart. And become a better version of me. Okay.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Let's start with the food lion, and we'll see what oh, happens. You're from
0: right. That. Okay, food lion first, and then turn myself into a wonderful, wonderful robot man.
1: The Adrian Barboba. That's
0: right. I'm not honoring any contracts. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't support us financially, hey, how about you send us a mailbag question, feedback of any kind, positive kinds, the best kind or likes on the Facebooks, the Twitters. Hey, maybe a a follow on Twitch. That'd be real helpful. We're trying to build that up. Mm -hmm. Why don't you head on over there? It's a couple seconds to your life to make my life 100 times better. Isn't that awesome? I think so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think so, too. And I think this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 5th of February for our very next episode. I'm going to be so happy because I'll be back from vacation. And it'll be like the first day of work back and then I'll come on here and do the show and Eric will see my smiling face and think oh man what a jolly soul he is what
0: a happy man man is <laughs> wow
1: <laughs> but of course you can find that episode when it does drop on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean on Spotify and on YouTube and if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out and you'd like to make me an actual happy man please give us a like, a rating, a review a comment, a subscription any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out And we really do appreciate it.
0: We really do appreciate it. And we do very much appreciate those five-star ratings on the... Ooh, iTunes, cause it puts us farther up in the woo woo list. So you watch us and listen, and then we become so amazing, like sprinkled in five star powder on my eyes, and then I can't see. Oh, I'm blind from the light. Oh, I can't see. Oh, blind from the light. Oh, my God. Now go over there and give it to me. I gotta say goodbye, everybody. You see.
1: There you go. <laughs> there's no way to put no. don't forget to save in there. But hey! Before all that happens, there's only one thing left to say, and that is Don't forget to Don't save. Forget to SAY.